Hey, it's all about the draft, all about the quarterback. So, you know, Jaguars, Jets, Lions fans, those who look forward to the draft by <laughs> September 20th, this episode's for you. Welcome back, All 22. I'm your co-host, Fred Curtis. <laughs> Kelly, how you feel? Hey, man. <laughs> Why you had to throw those subtle shots? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man, you know, some, some, people, some fans, you know, they look forward to the draft probably even before Labor Day, you know, but... <laughs> Way too um, early. <laughs> You know, um, hey man, I, I, I uh, after the Ravens loss, I think I posted, you know, I, I think I posted, I was being funny, and I said, Well, I guess it's draft season now. And then somebody responded, um, something on the lines of, Well, congrats on your later round pick. I'm like, That's a loser's mentality, <laughs> right? Like, what? Yeah, so I, I think it was, it was a Falcon, I think it was a Falcons fan. You tip, you're picking in the top five, bro. I never want to be picking in the top five unless never. we traded, you know, somebody. I don't know. But, yeah, man, it, it was funny. I'm like, y'all y'all just look forward. I look forward to this year just, you know, to look at the prospects. Right. But I don't want my team drafted in the top. <laughs> you know, team, teams of, of bad – I mean, teams. Fans of bad teams, they have what seem like good retorts on the surface, but really they're just trash because if your team is continuously awful and it's out of it by October, you got plenty of time to think about, Oh, how am I going to come back to against fans of the playoff teams? And they try, Oh, that does nothing for me. Or there's only one winner. I'm like, nah, bro, you're three and 13. You don't get to talk to me about anything. Your it's team is a trash. Difference. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. They love equating. Oh, you lost in the, divisional round and we were three and 13 it's, it's not the same bro and you know that you're smarter than that so we're not about to have this conversation all right <laughs> like enough because you want a team that's, that's funny man like you do if they <laughs> don't win it do. oh, i'm in contention that's what i'm happy about like it goes against the, every the, basic principle the top five picking in the top five picking in the top ten you're you're not even it's not about optimi uh, optimi uh being optimistic it's about hey i'm hoping my team makes the right pick so right. we can be better right <laughs> my right. team is already good they're gonna be there it's right. just putting in the pieces and making the right decisions <laughs> but yeah man that's another story <laughs> yeah man we proving that like they be getting on my nerves like yo no it's not about just winning a championship like that's not what sports is about. I know in your like Madden mind, that's what you think about, but you, you want a team. The goal of every front office in any sport is to build a consistent winner, to give yourself yep. as many opportunities to win a title as possible. Guess what? Because it's really hard to do. So yes, when you're two games away from the Super Bowl, that is way better than being three and 13. I don't care what you say. I don't care what lines you come up with in the shower to justify you. Okay, who care who you draft in the preceding draft or it don't matter preceding play the draft yeah the draft after your terrible season it doesn't matter it don't matter <laughs> you're trash and you're still but let's, trash. Let, but let, let's talk about the players who are going to be drafted probably fairly high most of them fair 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 all right yeah we're going to talk quarterbacks just the position everybody is in love with and i like quarterbacks i'm not gonna lie they bring me a great joy for a variety of reasons. We're going to walk through our I time. hate them. I, I hate them and I love them. <laughs> this this, this is you, from... Huh? You know, <laughs> I have this thing where I never, when I'm typing, I never capitalize QB and I never capitalize wide receiver. Oh, you got to so You never see me capitalize QB or WR. Elaborate ever. for the fans of the show. I think I know why, but please, please... I'm, please a, I'm, I'm a secondary guy, man. So... <laughs> I'm a secondary guy. I hate wide receivers. <laughs> I hate the quarterback because they throw to him. So, you know, it's just only right. That's fair. It's only right. That's fair. I love, when, I love when my teams have a great quarterback because you don't have a great quarterback, you're not going to win. Or a pretty good quarterback, you're not going to win. So, yeah, man, I, I never – you're going to probably – you'll pick up on it now, but <laughs> I don't think anybody ever picked up on it. And I never – I don't think I ever said it. I just – I never do it. <laughs> yeah, I, ne I never noticed this. Of all the times I and mean, all the things I've seen you write. Um, so now I'm incredibly intrigued. Every other position. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to love the defensive guys. Uh, and we do here. 
We do. We show all the love, especially guys in the trenches. Um, But back to the quarterback position. That's what we highlight today. We'll go through the top 10, our top 10 quarterback draft rankings um, for 2021. Um, You know, I like to think number one is a pretty consensus, but, you know, I guess we can talk about that a little bit later. Let's go 10 on up. So let's start at 10 and then make our make our way up. Um, I'm going to give you my 10 through six first. All right. Huh? At number 10, I got Dustin Crum from Kent State. All right. Not um, not a household name, obviously, uh, but a guy, you know, he's got he's got pretty good size. I think six, three. 207, uh, even though he's been playing in the MAC, uh, graded out uh, very well the last couple of seasons, especially in 2019, had one of his better years, both from a completion percentage standpoint and just overall um, PFF grades. Uh, so I like Dustin Crum. We'll dive into that a little bit later. And number nine, I got Kellen Mond, eight, Sam Ellinger, seven, Kyle Trask. Number six, I got Mac Jones, return of the MAC. So I go Jones, Trask, Ellinger, Mond. Dustin Crum, who you got? I have, um, I like Ellinger. Wait, where did you have Ellinger at? I had Ellinger at eight. Uh, Ellinger is one of those guys, man, that he, his whole career, you knew he was a great college quarterback, but he's probably, he just didn't have the, something <laughs> that something. you were looking for in the pro quarterback. It was yeah. just something. But in all the Texas games, I didn't watch a lot. I know I watched um, the Texas and Oklahoma games pretty much every time uh, they played when, when he was there. You never thought he was out of the game. He just battled. So if I were, if I were building a team, like take away like skill set as far as, you know, arm talent, perfect QB, um, perfect QB, uh, I guess, um, assets or uh, skill sets. You probably wouldn't pick pick um, Ellinger, but he had everything as far as intangibles, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to, if I was on offense, play for him because yeah. he was just a greedy guy. So, yeah, he was, he was one of my favorite, um, favorite quarterbacks this year. I have... Um, our six through ten is similar. I have um, I like Shane Bucell out of SMU pretty much. Well, got his spot taken <laughs> by Sam. What was that a freshman year? Yeah, Sam man. Year. Sam came in there and snatched that thing up. Yeah, man. man. They were they were kind of the same type of player. Sam was just a little bit bigger, more of a runner. Yeah. Um, I have Sam at nine. I think Kellen Mon. Um, I think Kellen Mon. He, he, he's one of those guys that never – he's supposed to be better. He wasn't bad. Yeah. But I think he just never took that leap. And I think we talked about this in the preseason. And you were real high on a and and you thought, you know, mom was going to be, you know, pretty good. He just was never great. Like, he, he should have had a Cal Trask type season. Uh-huh. You know, at least for his last year. So I think, you know – he can be, I think he'll be probably a backup in the NFL, but a solid one. Um, he's just never, he's just never excelled at pretty much, uh, he, he never excelled at any one thing, but he was solid. Yeah. Um, he was a solid pro, a uh, solid uh, college football quarterback. Um, so that's my seven. Um, at six, I've been struggling. So I have <laughs> six, you can, I have like Jamie Newman. I'm thinking Jamie Newman. I have Ooh. Mac Jones and I have Kyle Trash. I'm thinking about it at six. And you got a pick, brother. I got a pick, man. I got a pick. <laughs> um <laughs> and, and let me give you some time to think. To, to me. All right, all right, give me give me some time. Give me some time. To me, there's not a big gap between six through, I would even say 10 in this draft. I think whoever you have 10, whether you got Dustin Crum, Ian Book, David Moore from Central Michigan, Felipe Franks from Arkansas, like that's not a wide gap. Shane Bouchel, whoever you have in there. Now, there is a little bit of a – you get a drop-off, I think, at eight or nine. I got Mac Jones at six, and I think there's a big drop to Cal Trask. Y'all know how much I like Cal Trask. Um, 
but relative drop from six to seven. But Trask, Ellinger, Kellen Mond, Dustin Crum, Shane Bouchel. I mean, I don't think it, I don't think you know you jump from different level or different grade of prospect between those guys. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> um, so I had I had ten. Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to my ten because I think I skipped. I think I skipped eight. Uh, Shane Michelle, I had at ten. Um, nine, I had um, Ellinger. Eight. So I did skip eight. Um, that's where I <laughs> still kind of going. Still kind of. Let me see. I don't. I'll put Monda eight. I'll put Monda eight. Trask at seven. Jamie Newman at six. And I tell you, why I have Newman at six. When we go over the top five. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think for the most part, you're gonna find lists that are relatively the same. Now, a little bit of backdrop. <clears throat> excuse me on Dustin Crumb. So, I don't. You know, look at just stats, and you obviously have to take some stats and take from this year and weigh it against all the different factors that were present this last college football season. So I think for anybody who has a, who had a spectacular 2020, you have to have some tape, some stats, some intangibles, something from that previous year that says that'll carry over. And I think for some people, that's probably why they have a little bit of trouble with Zach Wilson at number two. Now we'll get into this. If you watch the tape and look more into the stats, Zach Wilson was not a one-year wonder. We'll talk about that momentarily. Dustin Crum last year in 2019, rather, 69% completion percentage, 2,600 yards passing, roughly, 20 touchdowns, two interceptions, 159 rating. He followed that up this year, 73, uh, 73 and a half completion percentage, 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. Now, he threw about a third of the passes in 2020 that he threw in 2019, so only 113 attempts. So, yes, incredibly small sample size against Matt competition. I get it, but we're talking top 10 here. If you're the 10th best quarterback, you're probably a fourth or fifth or sixth round pick. Um, his intangibles, his size, um, you know, completion percentage, accuracies from a few of the highlights I've been able to watch. He can be a decent backup. Definitely be a good, you know, emergency quarterback the first few years. Uh, when, you're, when you're ranking guys this low, as opposed to where, you know, you're middle of the ground, five or six, as opposed to your one, two best quarterbacks in the draft, you're not looking for a superstar, right? Can this guy come in and win a game or two, manage a game, you know, every year? Crum looks like he has that ability. I'm not going to sit here and dive more into the starting quarterback at Kent State, but for your own recollection. Um, as far as not yours, the, the fans. Thanks, y'all. Y'all are great. Um, <laughs> to, to, to reiterate just a couple of points, I have Kellen Mond at nine. Kellen Mond always frustrated me. Number one, it felt like he was at Texas A&M for eight years. So there was that. <laughs> and then number two, they're even earlier this year. Like he was in some people's early Heisman conversations, like preseason Heisman dark horse. I'm like, I like Kellen. And them hype. A and them hype. Like I like him. He seems like a great guy, fantastic young man. But he hasn't done anything on the field to make you think he's a Heisman fan. There were people, legitimate uh. mock draft procrastinators. I can never get that word right. Um, mock draft folks who had him in the first round in the summer. Had him as a projected first-round pick in this year's draft. Like, Kellen Mond just has not done anything to say to prove that he should be that guy. Now, this is the one circumstance where I will say, and we we always try to, you know, tread lightly here. Kellen Mond might be a guy who maybe should be or consider wide receiver or tight end. Now, this is a guy, I, y'all know how we feel about that, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to the show. But, you know, Kellen Mond has not proven or shown anything that makes me think he can be, forget a serviceable starter. I'm not even sure a serviceable backup. Like, I don't have anything on tape that shows he's going to be that, that well consistently. He's got a good size, okay speed. I'm sure he's got a large catch radius. Maybe. He reminds me of Matt Jones. I'll put it that way. Drafted by the Jaguars, came out of what was that, Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early yeah. 2000s. Like, he, he fits that mold, and it's not because of the color of his skin. Um, 
But if he's going to stay at quarterback, I'd say nine. Ellinger, Trask, it is what it is. <laughs> and what was crazy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's crazy, man? And I know you <laughs> you were a big Trask fan. Uh, you are a big Trask fan. And I was kind of I was kind of high on him um, coming. I knew he had, I knew he would have a great season. And like midway, he was lining it up. You know, he and Mac Jones, similar numbers. And I'm like, oh, this is a first round pick. But then that's why you can't just look at stats. So you start just looking at the tape and you think about, okay, when these when these guys are drafting a quarterback, what can this guy do? Mm-hmm. Don't, not how many yards he's thrown for. What can he do that you can't teach? Mm. You don't have to teach. Mm. Like how uh, Trash throws a catch, very catchable ball. Mm-hmm. But a lot of games, especially if you look at the Alabama game, I didn't see a lot of zip. No. Like the ball, the ball kind of floats out. It doesn't zip out. Um, Cal Pitts help. And I'm not a I'm not a guy who's like, well, he had all these great weapons. He's at Florida. Of course he's gonna have great not weapons. Great weapons. <laughs> For Lawrence has great it's weapons. It's all about do you throw a catchable ball? Are you accurate? Right. And are you just not throwing screen passes? And Cal tries to throw the ball downfield, but there's not a lot of zip. And it's, it's less about the zip than he doesn't move well. He doesn't mm-hmm. move at all. <laughs> He's kind of a, a Peyton Manning statue back there. Yeah. Like he can't. And I don't remember when he hurt his knee, but he wears a knee brace. Uh, I think he heard it before he became an actual starter. And he just wears it as a, a precaution. But he doesn't move that well. He doesn't have a, a lot of zip on the ball. You don't see him throwing from the far hash. So that's not a first-round quarterback. No. Great stats, but that's not a first-round quarterback. Now, do you have to have the strongest arm? No. But you got to be able to zip the ball, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> windows tight are too good. Yeah. DBs are too good. So, so like, midway through the season, I'm thinking Trask is, what, the third-best prospect? So he goes from three for me. You know, all the way down to seven. Yeah. And it's that's why you gotta wait to the entire season, man. And it's kind of a one of those things where you get too much tape on somebody, they start to slip. You, you start mm-hmm. to nitpick. You see that with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. They start to nitpick. But that's a good and a bad thing because you you have more film from year old uh from year to year. So you mm-hmm. see how somebody can progress. All right, and you can see how well. These teams caught on. These DCs caught on. He did. He wasn't able to handle this adversity. Maybe he's not this high of a pick. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Trash, trash fell for me. Um, well, we can talk about. Uh, well, I'll talk about my Jamie Newman at six before we yeah, get into the entire top five. We might as well just talk. I just like, where you got him? You said you. What did you say? So I was saying we might as well just go ahead and talk Jamie because I my okay. well I had Mac Jones at six and I actually wrote this down. So my four, five, six is I got Jamie Newman at four. We'll talk more about this. I got Trey Lance at five and I got Mac Jones at six. Um so we have the same four through six, it's just flip. Yeah. And I think we talked about um you and I talked about this. I think Jamie. If Jamie, Jamie Newman plays, he doesn't even have to have a, let's say, a Mac Jones, Caltrass type year. With He's at Georgia. Georgia's going to win. They lost two games this year. They mm-hmm. probably lose one. They still get beat by Alabama, but they probably beat Florida because you have more offense. You're not, you're not uh, starting a, a walk-on quarterback. They probably beat Florida. So he probably made some big throws in that game. So you see, you see, okay, now he's going to Georgia, UGA-type receivers, SEC-type caliber NFL prospects, whereas at Wake Forest, he didn't have that. So you can do a lot more. So you see the full arsenal. Um, he, him not coming back and him, you know, he didn't exactly light up the a, uh, ACC. He played, he played pretty well, but uh, he didn't exactly light it up. Uh, that's why I have Mac Jones ahead of him. Um, and Trey, Trey Lance is, is still kind of 
you know, I, I, I struggle with Trey Lance because, you know, he didn't play this year. Yeah. But I'm going on straight projection. And I give yeah. my – I got pro comparisons on all these guys. Well, my top five, and I want uh, to I want to hear what you got to say about those. But and that's – I have them at four strictly off projection. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't see him much um, the previous year. Um, mm-hmm. as, I didn't see him live. You know, I went back and watched him, but I didn't see him live. But we're going off strictly projection, arm talent, skill set, things like that. Um, he's still going to be, you know, bottom half, maybe 21, 25-ish, somewhere in there. If the draft stands packed and nobody trades up, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, I have Mac Jones at five. Um, so Trey Lance at four, Mac Jones at five, Jamie Newman at six. Mac Jones reminds me of Joe Burrow from last year. Not in the sense of Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has more talent. Yeah. But the same talk was, you know, he has all these weapons and blah, blah, blah throughout the entire season until he proved it when Clemson blew out everybody in the playoffs. That's when everybody <laughs> was like, okay, he's legit. But throughout that entire season, I'm saying, I don't care who he's throwing to, the ball, every, every pass is hitting them right in the hands, in stride. So the accuracy is there. The arm strength is there. The play, he, the scramble he made against Georgia, where he just made everybody miss and just stew it right. <laughs> on a rope, on right. a rope. And it, he couldn't be stopped. So... I saw that in Mac Jones this year. Yes, he had those receivers. Every ball is catchable. Every ball is accurate. You can play, land it on a system or whatever. He's throwing accurate passes. Yeah. So one thing you you don't have to uh, dispute is he's an accurate quarterback. I think he threw seventy seven percent completion. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Seventy seven percent. So yeah, that's why I have him at five. Um, what, what, what's your take on the three? Yeah, I mean, so we got him in the same sort of the same tier. So I got Jamie Newman for Trey Lance at five, Mac Jones at six. I'll hit a little bit on Mac Jones here. And the biggest thing with Mac Jones is like, <clears throat> excuse me, as you mentioned, people always want to talk about, oh, he plays at Alabama. He's got elite weapons. Yeah, he's got three receivers who are probably going in the top 15 this year. And it doesn't really matter. You still got to get the ball to those guys. Um, and if you look at him play last year, as you said, the ball placement is just ridiculous. I mean, some of the some of the, the the ways and the areas in which he was hitting Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle before before he got hurt um, was was just otherworldly um, with with with, the, with some of the ways in which the back shoulders. The I mean, you know, he was just putting the ball in places only his receivers could get the ball. Um, he does not miss short throws either. So there were a lot of a lot of plays this year where. You know, Devontae Smith would get the ball within five or ten yards, take off, and you'd hear people complain, see on Twitter, announcers, whatever. Oh, well, Mac Jones gets 60, 70 yard credit there. And it's like, even on short passes, the guy somebody, shot. somebody has to throw <laughs> the ball. And and anticipatory throws are a big part of playing quarterback in college, but especially in the SEC. And for darn sure at the NFL level, right? Like you said, when you're hitting guys that fast in stride, I mean – Throwing the ball on the dime and hitting the guy in stride in the SEC and the NFL, I mean, that's the big difference. That could be the difference between first and 10 and second and six, third and two and third and six. And those are the differences over time that that lead to 12 and four, eight and eight, right? All those inches, you know this as a coach, especially at that level, all those little inches matter. So his ability to hit guys in stride and put it on the money underneath is key. Um, And then Mac Jones never, ever seems – uh, rattle. Even I look back to 2019, yeah. the Iron Bowl. Um, I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Two pick sixes. Two. Two. And and he just kept slinging. He just kept slinging. It was always like, all right, here we go. <laughs> you know. Um, ne- I never thought they were out of the game after the. No, they only lost because of his pick sixes. They were only in the game because of him. Right. So it's like you, you you can't you couldn't blame him for that loss because without him you lose that game by thirty points. So yep. th- that's that's an element I'm looking for in a guy like that. At the next level, everyone's going to face adversity. Um, he comes from yep. a, basically he comes from basically the thirty third NFL team, both from a talent standpoint, but also just structure. Right, and so he's got that background. He's got good study habits because he played quarterback in Alabama. 
Um, and then he's also got sort of the mental capabilities to overcome those. Now, my, my concerns with Mac Jones, as, as great as his ball placement was, well, number one, he's a statue. Uh, he's a little bit less of a statue than Kyle Trask, but he's still a statue. Uh, and then as great as his ball placement was last year, there were some times where he underthrew a few balls. And because he's got top 15 picks at wide receiver, they were able to recognize that early, make the adjustment, come back, make the catch, make explosive plays after the catch, so on and so forth. Those two things would concern me because underthrown balls in the NFL turn into interceptions. And so, <laughs> hey, DBs, we talk about tips and overthrows. You got to take advantage. Yeah, man. tips, overthrows, underthrows. Got to take advantage of those. <laughs> so, so that's my concern um, with with Mac Jones. My, the thing with Jamie Newman and Trey Lance, and the reason why I have I have Newman ahead of Lance is that I I, I see all of these draft guys, and, and a lot of them are reputable. Even the draft guys, I respect their opinion and think they really know what they're talking about. I, I don't see any reason for anyone having Trey Lance as high as he is, except for projections. And that's it. At a certain point, we have to have the conversation about his high projections last offseason were based off him having an exceptional regular season this year. So he was a projected top 10 pick because we saw what he did in 2019 and said, okay, he's going to build on that in 2020. So at what point do you say, all right, we haven't seen this guy in a year. Our projections from last year were based on projections. Does he really belong all the way up here? Like, I just don't have enough information, enough tape, enough consistency on Trey Lance to say, yeah, this guy's worth the first round pick. So, yes, it's all based on projections, as you mentioned. And I think, you know, we're aligned in that. But there are guys who have Trey Lance's, like, behind Trey, behind Trevor Lawrence. I was like, you you don't have enough tape to justify that, man. Like, you are, are you just yeah. in love with the – with, with the what can what if, the what can be, as opposed to yep. Jamie Newman. I've seen Jamie Newman against Power 5 competition for two years. I've uh, Jamie Newman is, is good enough that Kirby Smart, who is desperate to get over the Alabama hump and win a national championship, said, hey, come play here. You're going to fit right in. He would have started from day one in Georgia. Um, and, you know, I mean, if you listen to the show last offseason, I had Georgia as my preseason number one. I thought they would have gone undefeated and won the national title with him. And I had a, I had him winning, yeah, because of Jamie Newman. <laughs> Precisely, that's all they're missing. That's all they were missing. And you know, for y'all that don't know, if you're new to the show, Kelly and I don't like Georgia. Um, I, I never. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing in me that wants to pick Georgia to win a national title. We both had Georgia winning a national title before before the COVID last year. Um, and he was going to be a tremendous part of that. Excuse me, and so. That's the thing with Newman. The other thing is he the, the guy is just built like a rock. Um, yeah, I mean, 6'4", 230. That was before the opt-out year, so I can only imagine how much more muscle, how much leaner, how much faster he's gotten from a bulk-up perspective. Now, people will be concerned about the last half of 2019 at Wake Forest, um, but – you know, and some people talk about the simplicity of the offense at Wake Forest and so on and so forth. It's college. And look, we just had a guy who threw bubble screens for three hours at midnight Eastern every week. And he's going to be a stud for the next decade in Justin Herbert. So. Hey, and you can argue Trevor Lawrence has the most simple offense out of all of these guys. Facts. All of them. Clemson's offense is vanilla. They just get their, off their, their offensive playmakers in space. Trevor doesn't have – they don't have to make a lot of reads. So yeah. it's like you can't make that argument. And like you said, Justin Herbert, <laughs> you're looking for intangibles, man. You can't blame the, can't blame the offense. The, the OCs run what they run. Yep. The quarterbacks just execute it. Yep. You're looking at talent and all of that. So, yeah. And on top of that, you know, I think Jamie Newman has – couple of the things that you can't teach or are hard to teach one of them is that he um if if you look at the tape he, he's good at recognizing you know all right this is open this read is here or this is a mismatch um and I, I i watch we both watch a lot of you know florida state football naturally i you know turn to acc games every now and then so that's probably the only reason why i've seen enough jamie newman to be able to talk about it like this um the other thing though you notice this in just watching one game he can beat you with his legs but his default is 
let me go through my reads and get rid of the football. That is something you can't necessarily teach. We're both Ravens fans, love Lamar. That's something he still struggles with. You know, he's gotten better with that in his third year. And, you know, he'll go through, you know, two or three reads now. Jamie Newman's natural thing is like, all right, let me make sure all my reads are exhausted before I take off. And then he can beat you with his legs. And, you know, unless you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, who can still, who could also can beat you with your legs. So unless you're Tom Brady, you need to have that in your back pocket, being able to get out the pocket and make plays and Jamie Newman can. So that's why I have him for uh, over both Trey Lance and Mac Jones. I don't understand the Trey Lance love at this point, um, but you know, I guess we all follow. Yeah, like I said, I literally own, I only have him up there. I'm just like other. I'm projecting, him, man. And <laughs> only reason I have him at four, uh, like take away, you know, simply simple projections. You know, um, I agree with you with the Mac Jones thing, where he's not a statue like Trask, but he doesn't move great either. Mm-hmm. He's he's nimble. He's moving around in the pocket, but he's not going to escape the pocket. <laughs> so um, if Jamie Newman goes, is the fourth quarterback taken, I have no problem. Oh, yeah. Because he has the film. Uh, he sat out this year. He was projected probably second to uh, late first coming in this year anyway. So, yeah, I have no problem with it, man. You know, and one of the things I'm most excited about with Jamie Newman is another, uh, hopefully, Another member of the brothers. I mean, not down in Miami, but, you know, in general from the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, exactly. I want their brother <laughs> to go first round. You know, even if if you have to sit out a year, cool. Just, hey, more <laughs> more black quarterbacks drafted. Hey, hey we want to get at least, at least one, two, three in the first two rounds. Oh, yeah. I love it. Fields, Lance, Newman going in the first two rounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, somebody <laughs> might get greedy and pick Kellen Mond at the bottom of the second round. I wouldn't agree with it. Might. Hey, I'm going to root for him, though. No question. Yeah, of, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Um, all right. Let's say we don't need to talk about number one. Trevor Lawrence is the number one quarterback um, in the class. So there, there's the suspense. Yeah. Uh, who you got at two yeah. and three? I have, I have Wilson, Wilson at two, Fields at three. Ah, and we agree too. Much. You can probably, <laughs> you can probably say two A two B. I wouldn't even mind that. Um, and I, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I hope Urban, you know, loves feels as much as he say. Takes him number one. I don't think it's going to happen. But um, I'll, that he's going to be fine in the NFL. Put it like that. Yeah. Um, but. Um, just watching both of them, and you have the same kind of excuses is not the word. Um, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to say. So with, with, with Wilson, people are saying, well, he came out of nowhere. He had, he's a one-hit wonder. He had these stats for one year. Bills only had one great year. Thank you. Not saying this year was bad by any stretch of the imagination, but last year, uh, 2019, threw for 41 touchdowns, three interceptions. And this year through for 22 and six, he didn't look great. All right. He looked good. And Ohio State is just better than everybody in the Big Ten. So they're going to roll regardless. But not forget about the score. Just watching the games, he didn't look like he didn't take a it it wasn't a jump from year to year. Mm Because when you when you when you look at Trevor Lawrence, he was pretty good his freshman year. He wasn't asked to do a lot, and nobody had tape on him. Sophomore year, he struggled the first six or seven games. It was rough. And then he came on late. Then this past year, it's like, okay, he struggled last year. How is he going to respond? He had a great year. Even in the game he lost against Ohio State, that was a trenches problem. Mm-hmm. He had no time to throw. Ohio State whooped Clemson in the trenches, so they whooped him in the game. Now, I'm not even t- – he threw for like 400 yards. I'm not even looking at the stats. I'm just looking at how he progressed his reads and things like that. He had no time to throw, and I'm not making excuses for them losing, but he had no time to throw. So, um, you can't you can't say one had a great – only one great season when both really only had one great season. And I, was, I wasn't on the Zach Wilson hype early just because I'm, like, I'm not watching this cat from BYU. It's just a cat – it's just a <laughs> – 
It's just, really, it's just a quarterback from BYU. Then I start watching him, and he makes every throw. Yep. He makes if you if you just if you watch Justin Fields, you watch Zach Wilson. You're not going to see a lot of differences in what they can do. You're not going to see a lot. Nope. And they both move well. Uh, they both they both can improvise. They both have strong arms. I think Zach Wilson, his skill set. I think his ability to throw, make certain throws, is just a touch higher than Justin Fields, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason I got him ahead of, ahead of him slightly. If like, it's a, it, if Justin Fields goes two, or is the second quarterback taken, then I'm not, you know, I'm not up in arms about it because I think it's that close. But I just think Zach Wilson's skill set is a little bit better. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So I have Wilson two and Fields three. I actually think the gap is a little bit wider. I got. I think Wilson is a much better. Yeah, I think Wilson is a much better prospect than Fields, and the reason why is, as you mentioned, Wilson was not a, a one-year <clears throat> wonder. Now, people might just not watch a lot of BYU games, and they didn't before this year. But to say Zach Wilson was a one-year wonder just means you weren't staying up late on Saturday nights in the fall the previous two years, and that's okay. Just admit that. Um, now, some legitimate concerns on Wilson are his injury history. You know, he did not take a lot of sat snaps his first couple of years um, and, and, and has had some injury questions at BYU. So that is a legitimate concern. Um, you know, some people argue, oh, he has such an immaculate offensive line. I'm like, look, y'all, between him, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, you're going to have amazing talent, whether it's offensive line or wide receivers. That's that's part of the game. That's just part of college football. So um, which leads into one of his strengths and that this guy's like, He's ridiculous in the pocket. Um, in some ways, in my NFL comp, people probably don't talk bad about me. When I watch Zach Wilson. I hope we don't have the same one. I, he looked like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to me, man. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> he, he looked like Aaron Rodgers to me. And I'm not saying he's going to – this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> okay, so look, when, I'm going to just – I'm going to let you finish. But when, when I'm with, with my player comps, I'm thinking I'm not projecting how this player, this player is going to become this player. I'm just projecting on, hey, this guy play, plays like this in the NFL, and this is who he reminds me of. Now, yeah. whether he be, whether he's that good, that's, you know, I'm yeah. not saying that. So, yeah, so I'm not going to compare Lamar Jackson to Michael Vick when – Lamar Jackson was a better quarterback coming right. into the draft, right. a better passer than Michael Vick. So, yeah, let me get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, man. Yeah, he, he's just – he's a magician in the pocket. When things break down, he's going to be able to, to make plays, extend them, and get guys open. Um, and then his arm is just ridiculous. I mean – Ridiculous, man. He can make every throw both from a from an accuracy perspective and just from a flick of the wrist. Uh, this junk is not hype. One of the one of the better questions, honestly, is, and I don't I don't want to get I, caught up. <laughs> is he is he a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying. I mean, people got to understand, man. Prospect does not mean project. Well, you are projecting. Don't get me wrong. You're projecting on how good they're going to be. But we're just talking about as a prospect, how do we think this guy is going to be? Mm-hmm. And as a prospect, what does he do well compared to the other prospects? Mm-hmm. You're not going to find a lot of differences between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. You're not. You're not. When you, when you go down the list, it's not going to be a wide gap. Now, whether who's going to be more successful in the NFL, who knows? Mm-hmm. But as a prospect, it's not a lot of difference, man, other than one is 6'6 six, six and one is, what, 6'2"? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I put – like, to be clear, right, like, if I'm Jacksonville sitting at number one, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence and I'm not thinking about it. But we call it draft season for a reason. We talk about football. Is it a worthy conversation? <clears throat> I think so, and I'll put it this way. If Trevor Lawrence wasn't the second coming of, you know, the NFL's equivalent of Jesus Christ all the way back at Cartersville High School, this is a conversation. I, I think part of why Lawrence is the consensus number one is because he's been the consensus number one it since his senior year in high school. One. Right. 
Like people oh. called him the number one pick in this year's draft is in high school. Like, and y'all can look that up. Um, and so I'm like, if, if he didn't have all that hype, would, would, would it still be Lawrence is so much better than Zach Wilson as a prospect? And I can't sit here and say that that would be the case. I think I've heard a few people kind of mention that, not, not, you know, basically saying that, you know, if it was any other draft or if it was any other person or Trevor Lawrence didn't have the name, Mm -hmm. you know, would it be closer? And I think that's what you're saying. He's been, I've been watching the guy since his sophomore year. Oh yeah. And literally since maybe since his junior year, uh, well, since his sophomore year, he knew he was committing to Clemson, but he couldn't until his junior year. So I've been saying since junior year, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen play high school football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously, you know what he did at Clemson, and now uh, he's about to be in the NFL. So, yeah, man, he's it, it, it's, a, it's a question. It's a legit question. If you sit back and say, if put the biases away, just sit back and look at it, it's a – it's a pretty legit question. Yeah, man. I mean, both of us, you know, by virtue of, you know, you're coaching Georgia and I'm from, I saw him play in, in, uh, in high school. And I was like, oh yeah, this guy has it. I mean, I even remember I tweeted in the summer before, before his freshman year, I was like, by what game is Dabo Sweeney going to start him over Kelly Bryant? Because if you saw him play, you knew, you knew he was going to start his freshman year. And people were like, people were just coming at me like, oh, Kelly Bryant. I'm, I got, I got the, even, uh, the race car one time on that. I'm like, all right, man. Like, just just watch the kid, right? <laughs> hey, you got you got the um. <laughs> they called your Uncle Tom, man. They called me Uncle Tom, man. They called me Uncle Tom. I got in that too, man. Hey, I, I just like, I just watch the tape and I man. evaluate, man. That's it. If you don't like man. my evaluation, don't don't bring the race part in. Just, just hey. say you don't agree, man. Like y'all <laughs> listen to us enough, but man. We you 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 know where we at. He just he just better. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, honestly, bro, we're going to get called Coons probably for having Wilson over Justin Fields. Um, I, I did. I did. Like two. <laughs> um, when the national championship was, well, the semifinals was the first. And even before the first, even before they played Clemson, I kind of, I put uh, Wilson, after Wilson's bowl game, mm-hmm. after I saw him against Coastal Carolina and I started just watching all his other games, I was like, I'm putting Wilson at two. Yeah, and then I got called a coon and whatever. Oh, <laughs> and then Justin Fields has a great game against Clemson. Oh, and y'all were saying this white boy is better. Look, man, <laughs> he's still a better prospect. You're going by one. You're going by one game. And I'm talking about the prospect. You know, like, I love Justin Fields. I hope he does well. I'm just ranking the prospect, man. Man, um, but NFL comp. I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about my comps. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna see if you have one and if you agree. All right, so my, my fifth guy on the list was Mac Jones. My player comp is Tua. Hmm. And it's because both of, them, both of them are quick twitch as far as how well they get the ball out. Both of them throw catchable balls. Both of them play in the same offense. And as you can see in Miami, Tua needs some – if his timing isn't right, he's not, you know, he's not great. Yeah. When Matt Jones, if his timing isn't right, he can't move. So he's not going to be great. When Tua had rushing, um, say if you rush for a first down, it didn't look, it doesn't look natural. Uh You know, when he runs out the pocket, when he's running to throw, it looks natural. But when he's just escaping the pocket to run, like he's running from the police. (laughs) It doesn't look natural. (laughs) So that's a good comparison. Even if he, if he didn't play in Alabama, I'm just not just using the Alabama excuse, but they all need, they both need the same thing. They need mm-hmm. timing. They need timing to be right. They need a great offensive line. They need some guys, you know, obviously we can catch the ball, but oh, yeah. they both throw catchable passes. They're literally mirror images to me. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you had another one for Matt Jones or you want me to keep going? Uh, go yeah, think? keep going. I think that's that's that's, right. that's pretty close. All right, uh, Trey Lance. I have um, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, Ryan Ten Ryan Tannehill was a receiver his first two years at AM. 
Then he, then he, um, I think his first two years, at least his first year, uh, then he switched to quarterback. And everybody was surprised when he went in the first round, just because you got his receiver turned quarterback, you know. Obviously, when you go from that position, you kind of know the offense because you know where receivers want to be and where they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, people forget how, I want to say he's a great runner, but how good of a runner Ryan Tannehill is. Oh, yeah. Trey Lance runs pretty well. Trey Lance isn't as tall, I don't think. Uh, he's a little bit shorter, but he's way bigger than Ryan. Tannehill. He's 230, man. He's 230 and built. So Ryan Tannehill is a little bit slender, but they probably weigh the same. Trey Lance is built, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he just just looking at the skill set, especially how <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill was coming out of college, I think he reminds me of Tannehill. What's up? You got uh, three, me. Justin Fit. What you say? I said you got a better comp than me. <laughs> Justin Field, I struggle. I was going to say Dak Prescott, uh, but he doesn't run as much as Prescott did in college. Now, as far as pro, I'm just thinking about how they, how both of them are coming out. Um, I think he's a better, a little bit better passer. Um, but as far as skill set, he reminds me a lot of Dak Prescott. But he reminds me of Watson, man, okay. on how they play. Okay. He reminds me a lot of Deshaun Watson, not just because he's black. And you know this, but <laughs> For the he, he reminds me of Deshaun Watson. If he can be 80% of Deshaun Watson, that's a good pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zach Wilson, we, we mentioned Aaron Rodgers, just the nimbleness, um, the, improv- um, the improvising, how he can make throws when everything is not perfect, you know, how he throws a catchable pass. You know, he could be on the opposite hash, throw to the other, um, other side of the numbers. Um, so I have Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, the same. Aaron Rodgers was talked about high, but he failed to what, 22? Something ridiculous. I think, yeah, he failed to 22. Uh, it was he and Alex Smith. Same thing. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, I think. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, man. Justin huh. Herbert. Huh. Because same people talk about the Oregon offense. I'm telling you, Clemson runs the same offense. Same thing. A lot of things, a lot of screen passes. Travis Etienne made a living. Amari Rogers, those short passes. He doesn't, he didn't throw the ball. Clemson sets you up. Screen here, screen there, pass the ball, play action, deep pass. Uh-huh. So he reminds me of Justin Herbert. The same way we thought, the, the only difference is Herbert just has the organ name attached to him. So you think, well, he just ran that vanilla offense. Mm-hmm. You don't see that because you see Trevor Lawrence's name. Exactly. We Justin Herbert showed that he can make all the throws in college, but we're, we were attaching a quarterback to the school name. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. The same way you can't attach Ohio State to Justin Fields. You got to separate the quarterback from the player. So Trevor Lawrence, pro comp Justin Herbert, Zach Wilson, pro comp Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, pro comp Deshaun Watson. Trey Lance is a bigger Ryan Tannehill, and Mac Jones is two. So okay. we'll, we'll see how their career play out. Uh, yeah. But I think as far as how they play and their skill set, I think I think those are spot on, man. I think I did good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would throw my hat in there for real. Um, I'm gonna just go over two of mine. So we bought we talked about Zach Wilson. You know, people can chum their nose up at Aaron Rodgers if they want to, whatever. That's what he reminds me of. Um <laughs> For Justin Fields, man, I got Donovan McNabb, man. Um, <clears throat> both big guys, you know, can escape the pocket, not lightning fast, you know. Works yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. I think, I think that's who we might end and up being. They're both compact. Like, Deshaun Watson right. looks taller, but he's not that tall. Right. And Donovan Donovan, and, and Justin Fields and Trey Lance, they're real compact. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, my Trevor Lawrence, when I thought about it a lot, Trevor Lawrence to me is what Russell Wilson would be if he's six six. Um, sneaky escape can outrun linebackers, yep. but not going to outrun anybody in the secondary. Um, <clears throat> you know, has the ability to to slide, maneuver, get that extra yard. But the things we don't like about Russell, I also don't like about Trevor. He holds the ball for too long. He can, you know, not give up on plays quick enough. 
He forces more throws than you want to see him force. Uh, and sometimes falls in love with matchups that aren't open. And so I yes. think those two guys line up very well. And I think those are going to be areas that Jacksonville needs to work with Trevor immediately on because it goes back to, we'll talk about this some other episode. Russell Wilson was like, I'm tired of getting hit. We talk a lot about this on here. Now the Seahawks need a better offensive line. Yeah. But you hold on to the ball too long, bro. Hold the ball too long, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and, you know, we both love, you know, Russell Wilson. I thought he was the MVP first half of last year. But, like, bro, 50% of you getting hit too much is your fault. Anyway, um, so that's that's my comp for Trevor. He's a 6'6", Russell Wilson, which is a darn good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I never even thought about that. Just I forget Russell Wilson is so good because he's 5'10". <laughs> t- <laughs> he's 5'10", man. The, 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 the guy's my height out there and just beasting at quarterback. So I would have never thought about that comp, but I can I can see that as far as, you know, what they do well, what they don't do well. People don't realize how strong of an arm Wilson has, man. Oh, man. Laser. Yeah, man. Russell be out here. Well, I think that's our show for today. Uh, appreciate y'all joining us. All 22. We'll be back. We're back weekly. Um, I was trying to f- do some filler there when you went out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you're back. Oh, that hey. was me. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's all hey, good. We, hey, but... <laughs> hey, we're, hey we, we all working in the pandemic. You know, internet is <clears throat> what it is. We can't help that. <laughs> oh, bro, I listened to a podcast from the New York Times the other day, and they had they kept the part in there. It's like two minutes of, Hello? I think you cut out. Hello, can we hear you? So yeah, we ain't we ain't editing none of that. Hey, out. We, we all we all know, so it's all good, man. Everybody's <laughs> on the same situation. That'd be on live TV, so we're having trouble here at such and such. So nah, <laughs> forget y'all. We real people. Internet go out sometimes. Anyway, exactly. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. We'll be back next week, man. Another episode of All Twenty Two. Make sure you uh, what they call it on Apple Podcasts. What do you do? Subscribe, subscribe. I, I, I think follow Spotify. <laughs> follow on all the social medias. Website, www.relentless.love. Buy you some clothes, all right? Y'all be great. Stay warm. Pray for Texas. (laughs) Please, it's cold. (laughs) Be relentless. (laughs) Peace.